0: From the Finley Toyota ESPN Studios, it's the Press Box Summer Edition. You know that mediocre generic sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. With Adam Hill, Q, who are these guys? This new version was a sloppy
1: mess of half-famous randos.
0: On ESPN Las Vegas.
1: It is the Press Box, the real collection of... Half famous randos my favorite That's part, cool
0: game man half famous
1: randos <laughs> My favorite part is how the voice guy always sounds like he's asking a question when he says my name it's, it's fantastic I love that love being here good times press box on a thursday morning Man there's a lot to get into the golden knights had an interesting first day in free agency lots of nfl summer league is still going on as well But really importantly I don't really care how Jared's doing. Q, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing fantastic, man. I'll tell you right now, as we got a little uh, audio that we got, a little video that we got, you're looking good today. I know you're not a morning guy, but you're looking good, man. You're feeling good today?
1: You know, we did a good job yesterday,
0: came back for day two.
1: Well, I don't know if you know this. uh, I do have a flight at like 11.15. Oh, like right wow. Right after the show. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm going to the beach. I'm ready. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd be, hey, you this know what? Not, this is not excited about being here or seeing you guys or doing <laughs> this, nothing. It's none of that. And you're right. 7 a.m. is not my best time. But uh, I'm ready to go. I'm getting yeah. out of
0: here. Hey, man, look good, feel good, play good. I respect that. Like you said, not not looking good because of being here, but being knowing what's going to happen in a few hours. That's awesome, man. And, well, congratulations.
1: Uh, I mean, as you know, I mean, six days from this is not a – I always, like, worry that people think we're complaining. It's not a complaint. I'm just pointing this out. Right. In six days – we're gonna have our first practice for the Raiders. Yep, and life's kind of over for eight months.
0: Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> I, I tell, I tell the wife and kids like, hey, I'll see you in you know February, probably after that, you know, because now the draft happens so quickly in free agency. So yeah, I may see you in what like May. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so yeah, there's pretty that. much so yep. uh, a couple of days of the beach, get ready and yep. uh, get ready for the season on the horizon. Uh, but let's jump into it, Jared. The first bite. Are you
2: happy with the Golden Knights' first day of free agency?
1: First of all, I'm always expecting more from that. Like you, you f- go fire a sound, and you're like, it's gonna be this big elaborate thing, and it's just the first bite.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what we're doing is we're leaving it so that if there's a sponsor,
1: we can add more uh, to it. We should show sponsors what they could what they could be a part of. It's Jared's yeah. sure, first bite. Yeah, Let's really build it up. Have you sponsor it for now? That'd be perfect. What there did you, you, say? you say? Do you have to say it again? Do you have to fire it again? No. Fi- fire it one more time, man. Uh, I, so. I want to get into it. Yeah, Let's yeah. go.
0: The first bite.
1: Are you happy? <laughs> you started
0: with the- talking. To- do it again. You started yeah, talking you too gotta, soon. Yeah, the timing's got to be right. We got to fire it first. It, yeah. The first bite.
2: <laughs> Are you happy with the <laughs> Golden Knights'
1: first day of free agency? That was much better.
0: Can I say that you know, as I'm not gonna even lie to you and act like that I'm a you know, super hockey aficionado. I was very confused by their first day. How about that? <laughs> There was a lot of confusion going on, and we talked about it on the show yesterday that, you know, don't overreact by day one, and I'm not trying to be that guy. I was just very confused, so please, someone break it down for me.
1: You're confused by trading valuable commodities (laughs) for nothing?
0: Yes, absolutely. I I thought it was just me that took away that that was what was going on. I felt like there was something really missing, like, okay, you're trading away some valuable commodities and what's returning is what. And from everyone that we follow, everyone that does a great job on our uh, on our sister station, uh, obviously the the VGK insiders and Ryan Wallace does a great job. Everything I'm seeing and watching and looking at, I'm seeing nothing of substance at all coming back.
1: Well, we there's there is nothing. It's future considerations, yeah. which is literally nothing, <laughs> right? Uh, I believe <laughs> I don't even know if it's a real post or not. It. I'll say this: it cracked me up when I saw it at like 4:30 this morning. Uh, did the Carolina Hurricanes really tweet out a thanks for the memories, future considerations? It's hilarious if they did. If not, somebody had a fake tweet like that, which is just as funny. I don't even care if they did it or not. Uh, But, yeah, this is essentially, as we talked about, priority one Mm -hmm. before they could do anything else was to fix the cap situation. Right. And how do you do that? Unload the contract of Max Pacioretty, which, uh, listen, there's a lot of layers to unfold here. Uh, I was actually trying to uh I was trying to think of a football equivalent, uh, somebody on the Raiders who I could compare it to. There's really not one right now. I guess if it was going into last year, it might have been like Richie Incognito. Hmm. It would have been okay. a player who is a little bit on the older side. But still has value. Has had some injury issues. Yeah. But still was playing very well. But you also look around and say, How long can that last? Right. He's, it, Max Pacioretty has missed a ton of games the last two years. When he's on the, when the, when he's on the ice, mm-hmm. incredibly productive. Very productive. He's, right. he's always been a goal scorer, but he, always, he also is – he's still got some speed. He's somewhat one-dimensional in terms of just being a goal scorer. So you understand why they would have said, hey, this is a contract that we could potentially unload. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of those deals where you're getting rid of it too early than too late, which you'd rather get rid of somebody too early than too late. We know yeah, that. true uh I, I understand that fans will look at this and say hey that's 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 the guy that's actually scoring goals why is he <laughs> yeah. the one that's gone right but again how long is that going to last for and is he are you really getting the value for him that you're paying him and somebody is willing to take his contract uh a team that is you know right on the verge of potentially winning a Stanley Cup like carolina uh so it it, it makes sense for carolina to take on the deal it makes sense In some ways, for the Golden Knights to move on from that contract, if you're going to try to clean up your cap space, that's the way to do it. So that's what you have happen. And, you know, I I saw the list of players that the Golden Knights have essentially given up for nothing the last couple of years. There you go. But that's, I mean, that's what you're dealing with in a cap world, especially a world where you're trying to walk a tightrope of cap space every, not every year, every day. Yeah. They're playing with the cap every day. Mm Mm-hmm. And and that's what you're going to end up having to do is is move on from deals sometimes, and I I get I get the frustration absolutely 100, percent but I I don't think it's the worst move.
0: No, no, I, I don't. I mean, again, and we mentioned this on yesterday's show that there's going to be some moves that you're going to look at and you're going to wonder and you're going to question, not to overreact and freak out and everything. But uh, as I as I said that, I, I continued to pay attention to what people were saying, and uh, you know, I was I was seeing tweets and like you said some. Some tweets look like they could be real. Some could be fake. And I, I saw a tweet, and I don't remember who it was from now at this point. I hate that it, that I don't remember. But it was something about, you know, you're in Vegas. You got to roll the dice. Sometimes the house wins. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Something to that reference. And basically it was like, okay, hey, that, that was a, a move that the Golden Knights made. It didn't pan out. just didn't work.
1: Yeah. So, Max Pacioretty, a – not an original member of the Golden Knights, but he, he's been here a while. He was here early, one of the big first big splashes uh, that the Golden Knights made. Uh, made an impression, certainly, on fans. He's got a, a great personality, somebody who has been in the community. Uh, so I, I know that he'll be missed, and I know that people are upset. I, w- I was wondering first, before I had a couple of notes, Jared, do you have any Max Pacioretty memories? What's your memory of Max Pacioretty? What will be your last thing to That's take That's his with? homeboy, isn't it? Isn't that, wasn't that your guy? That was your guy. Was it? I don't. I don't. Nobody, I, first of all, nobody's Jared's guy. Yeah, or no, Jared's got to have a guy, man. My, He's got to have a guy. My guy was Logan Thompson because
0: I
2: saw like the first Silver Knights game and went, "This guy's gonna be incredible." And
1: then you know, he, three he year, three years went by or whatever. He was good. Uh, no, he was good. The, say. the memory I have is the one time he got healthy scratched
2: and it created a huge hullabaloo about the fact that. Oh, no, he was actually
1: hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, those, there there's a, a lot of those memories the last couple of years. I, I have I have some good ones. First, I'll start with uh, I was still on the beat when he came over, and I know people that I'm sure on this show gets mentioned a lot because I know Ed and Tyler are big fans of a former media member here in town who is now in San Jose, uh, Shang Peng. Shang Peng! Who I don't think uh, Q got to experience no. Shang when he was here. No. Shang is – Shang is one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet, like literally one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet in your life. I feel a butt coming. He is a, he is, I mean, look, I'm an analytics nerd. I mean, I do deep dives on numbers. Right, right. This dude, man. Is a dork. <laughs> 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 he he would ask questions and people would just stare at him. So Max Petra gets traded here. He's 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 doing a press conference which is essentially, Hey, it's so cool to be in Vegas. Yeah. I love this. This is great. And then we got a little bit, you know, a, a you know, a smaller scrum uh to kind of talk to him about some things. And Shang hit him with Hey, I was watching the second shift from the fourth game of last season when you were in Montreal and And you and I can't remember what he said. He's like, you did this and then this. And I was wondering what your thought process was there. And Max Petrini goes, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I I have no idea what you're saying. That was a long time ago. I'm going to have to go back and look at what you're talking about. That was crazy. But it was like his welcome to Las Vegas of what have I gotten into that these dudes are going to ask me about shifts from a year ago. This is nuts. Uh, He also had a quote early on, which I have used many, many times. And I, I know that fans have gotten mad about this quote, but it's, it so explains the fandom and the, you, you know, the connection mm-hmm. that the team has here in town. And he was not being insulting. I'm going to say that before this goes, because people have taken it the wrong way ever since he said it. Shocking. And I've probably repeated it a million times. <laughs> and he was asked about the fans here. Mm-hmm. And he said, there are no hockey fans here. He said there's golden knights fans here.
0: Ah, That's a good point. That's a good point. That's an absolute good point. And it's
1: a it was a brilliant point. And it's an obvious point, but it 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 really drove it home when he said that. And people have gotten so mad about that. Well, it
0: made me pause when you first said it because I didn't know what was coming, right? So it it made me pause because I think as soon as I hear there's no hockey fans, I was like, Well, (laughs) I don't know where he's at because there's a lot. But when you make it and you preference it with no, there's Golden Knight fans. That's absolutely true.
1: Yeah, and I th- and I thought that was very, it was very perceptive on his part. Um, and he was always very thoughtful, very cool. But um, I know the how they interact with the media is not important to people necessarily. But I think it, you know, it it tells a lot about them, and it it's mm-hmm. it's how they get their stories out to the public in a lot of ways. Um, but I'll, I'll also point out, I will say one of the weirdest athlete interactions I've ever had in a, in a locker room in terms of talk- there's been weirder. But it was it was so stunning to me. Cause you know, you know, you've been around enough athletes and you've talked to enough athletes and interviewed them that you kind of know when you're asking a question that's gonna be a problem. Right.
0: For sure. Absolutely. That
1: you're like, hey, look, I'm gonna ask this question, I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. it directly. And a lot of times you'll ask a question much more simplistically, shorter, direct, cause you know, mm-hmm. hey, look, I don't want any confusion. This is what I'm asking you. I gotta ask you this question. Right. There was a day where I did not expect any kind of lash back on my question at all because it was so silly so at the beginning of the third period of the Golden Knights games the the in-house arena they play a jump around yeah and it's great it's a tradition a lot of places have and uh it, it's cool and it really gets the building going and everything Max Pacioretty for those that don't know and I think he stopped doing it <laughs> would always rap along with the lyrics on the bench Nice. Like, he knew the whole song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and by the way, I'm doing it in the press box. It's great. I'm about who doesn't know the whole song? Yeah, uh, white people. But in- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You know what I mean? But I listen, I do. I, I'm always feeling it. I'm getting going. It's right. great. And you watch on the bench and Max Petradi is doing it. And I asked him about it. And he was not happy. Oh, wow. He's like, I, he's like, are you gonna write about that? And I was like, well, no. Nah, I mean, I think it's interesting. It's kind of a, you know, an insight. You get excited. You start rapping the lyrics. Obviously, you like the song. What's your connection with the song, kind of thing. And he just said, I, I just, don't, I don't want to talk about that. That, uh, that's something I don't want out there. And I was like, people see it, right. Yeah. What, they show you on the screen, the people see you do it. I don't understand this. Right. And he was legitimately mad. Oh wow. That I was gonna point out that he raps along. I don't know if he doesn't want people to know that he likes hip hop or yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't like hip hop. Yeah. It was a really weird interaction. That what, is weird. One of those strange things. But I've always respected the fact that he knows the whole song and raps along with it the whole time in the arena. That's that's what I'll always take away from Max Pacioretty. Is that the equivalent to Drew Locke when
0: he was on the bench and he was doing all the whatever song he was? <laughs>
1: yes. Remember, <but> he's <laughs> proud of that. Right. Exactly. Like he exactly. was going for cred when he was doing he that.
0: He was. He sure was going for cred, and it wasn't.
1: It didn't work out for him. Obviously. <laughs> that that was Drew Locke clout chasing. Yes. <laughs> no, no exactly. Question. Exactly. But, <laughs> Max Pacioretty's not doing that. He's not not even at doing, all. He doesn't even want people to know, which was weird, but. Uh, yes, certainly an impact on the community, on the city, and people will uh, always have their, you know, their memories of Max Pacioretty and what he did for this organization. Um, didn't didn't get the Stanley Cup here that he was hoping for or wanted to. He might mm-hmm. in Carolina. You don't know. I'm sure people will not be happy if he does, but right. it would be cool to see him uh, go on and have that kind of success. And and good for him to get in a new situation. I'm sure he it sucks, man, to go from Vegas to Charlotte. Oh, oh. <laughs> Get disaster. out your seat and jump around. Jump around. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm yes. still in that
0: world. I'm <laughs> still in that world. <laughs>
1: of course. Well, that is uh, that is the end of the Max Patron era in Las Vegas. Uh, he he will uh, move on, and the Golden Knights will move on and try to see what they can do with some of this cap space. They already started with re-signing Riley Smith. We'll get into that and more as we roll along the press box on a Thursday. The moves that are being made are only made for the
0: money, period. And fortunately— We have a long, long long-term success at Oklahoma State in winning games in football and people wanting to watch us on TV.
1: Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. It is. I mean, Mike Gundy saying other people do things for money, it's okay.
0: Good old Mike Gundy. All I can do is laugh when I hear Mike Gundy. Anytime a soundbite with Gundy in it, is always great. I'll say this, man, uh, when I was covering the Big 12 back in Texas, and it's so funny seeing Big 12 media days going on when, uh, you know, I was used to being there, you know, and that's kind of the the, the sign that football season is around the corner. Of course, we know Mountain West, uh, you know, media days is next week. So that's when you know football season right around the corner when you go to these different conference media days. But Gundy was always one of the star attractions. One, because of the mullet. Two, because he always has some great – sound bites that sometimes don't make sense sometimes they do but they're always just funny the way he delivers it and then he has this look on his face by the way his face is super tan uh you know so there's so many things mike gundy is like a walking treasure so when i hear that sound bite from gundy i just start laughing
1: he also has no idea what his shirts mean
0: at all yeah. at all yeah what? there's there's that <laughs> <It's> <laughs> there's just that just a shirt i don't right. even know what it
1: means right uh so there's more more. the Knights news and related news. Uh, as we heard in the update, they did uh, bring back Riley Smith. Part of that was clearing the space to do that. They had to get rid of Max Petradi and Dylan Coughlin, as we were discussing. And a former the Knight signed a deal with the Rangers to go play for Gerard Gallant. So they are reunited in New York. We'll get to that later on because I have a... I have zero integrity, and we'll get to my story about that with one of the uh, former Golden Knights just signed a deal in New York later on. Uh, current, we talked about former Knights, current Raiders are getting recognition. Devontae Adams named the number one receiver in the NFL. Not a surprise. Not, Not-
0: a surprise. I mean, he was number one last year, but I'll, tell, I'll say this, Adam. I I didn't know going into the top ten rankings if he was going to be number one because now he's with Derek Carr and we've heard we've heard different conversations. Well, his stats are going to drop. Whatever I thought, okay, he's going to be top three, but the see top one, it still gave him the props that he deserves. Obviously,
1: yeah. Uh, last year he he was in that spot as you said. Nothing that he did last year would make you think that he shouldn't be there again. Uh, there are a couple interesting takeaways from this because. Look, we've been saying, hey, don't freak out and overreact when somebody's not as high on a list as you think they should be right now. Mm -hmm. We're just making these lists. The ESPN one is a little bit more, I think it carries a little bit more weight because it's Mm -hmm. players, coaches, scouts, and executives that vote in this. Um, And that is the one also the other day that everybody freaked out about with Lamar Jackson not being in the top 10, Derek Carr not being in the top 10, Uh, Deshaun Watson, I thought, interestingly, people thought he was too high. I thought he was too low uh, at number eight. So, um, Did you really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't. Think I didn't think that he deserved to be on there because he didn't do anything last year. Well, it's but it's it's weird because the phrasing is who's the best right now, right? Which you're not supposed. I guess you're not supposed to look at last year or what you th- think this year. It's like today, <laughs> right? As I mean, that, and that's
0: that's why I was so confused, right? I mean, again, like we we don't want to overreact to lists and everything, but I was so confused because I didn't know what the rules were. Are we talking about what he did last year because he did nothing? Are we talking about what we anticipate he's going to do this year because we don't know?
1: Yeah, he is a tough person to place, and look, he's, he's another guy who has had some team success, but also the last time we saw him, the team wasn't having success, even though he was playing well. Right. Uh, I full-heartedly believe, and I I will fight this with anybody, that he's a top three quarterback.
0: I, I can see that with the numbers. Uh, he just didn't have it with the wins. You know, last yeah. time he had a a hell of a season, he the team won four games, and I know that's not 100% on him. Because the team is the team. Let me ask you this. And this is the question I posed on Raider Nation Radio 920 the other day when, when uh, this list came out. Of course, that's our sister station. I said, if Derek Carr threw for almost 5,000 yards and the Raiders won four games, would the media put him in the top 10 quarterback? Hmm.
1: Here, I'll say no, but it, and also, I'll also say there is a difference, right, that we've seen eight years of it. Right, that's true. Like we, it's, you're, you know, you're kind of basing it on, okay, this is what he is. Right, right, For And sure. with Deshaun Watson, we've only seen a couple years, and then we've seen some really, really good years, and then we saw a really good year where the team didn't have success. But before that, he was winning you know, division titles, and uh, they were playing at a high level. Uh, it's interesting. And, uh, by the way, it's hard to focus on a Sunday when you've got a lot going on all week, man. have <laughs> four massages in a week, and then you've got to play a game on Sunday? <laughs> that's rough. Like, I, I don't know. I'd be I'd be more focused on my Monday appointment than I would on my Sunday game, but well, maybe, that's, maybe that, that was going yeah, on. There. That's us. That's us. But he did play. I mean, look, he his, his stats were awesome, and I actually saw uh, somebody did a breakdown the other day of uh, Deshaun Watson against Patrick Mahomes at all levels, like you know, to the left, short, right. to the right, short, middle, short, like all nine levels of potential passing spots, and I think he was better than him at like eight. Wow, which that's awesome. he's I mean, he's he's played at such a high level in the NFL, so. Uh, obviously a fascinating story. We'll find out if he's uh, able to even play this year. Uh, but the Devontae Adams story was that he did win that poll. A couple of notes from that, uh, according to ESPN, they don't show their voting. And there's a reason why, uh, because they have like some weird tiebreaker rules. And I think if you actually showed the voting, people would be, be wondering what is going on. Like, how did you arrive at this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Devontae Adams, over two thirds of the first place votes, according to ESPN so a pretty definitive number one and here's another thing that I thought was very noteworthy how many other AFC West receivers were on the top 10 list um there wasn't any nope
0: wow I Zero. didn't even know, I didn't even notice that so you said that yeah there wasn't any just going through them in my head you're right wow okay.
1: so so I mean listen I, I think the Broncos as a whole the receiving mm-hmm. core is awesome right uh obviously the Chargers have an awesome Keenan Allen not being in the top 10 it was a little bit surprising to me. I you could have swapped out Keenan game. Allen
0: with, like, Debo Samuel or even DK Metcalf.
1: You could have yeah. done that. Uh, so, and he's he's incredible. And the Chiefs receivers are going to be made better by the fact that they're playing yeah. with, with Mahomes. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, there, is, there is some very, really good weapons in the division. Mm-hmm. But for those that make the argument or have made the argument of, hey, what does Derek Carr have? Nobody else in the division has another top ten qu- wide receiver on their right. team, according no, to this list. So yeah, that's true. So, you know, uh, again, I think we've all said there's no more – there's no excuses for this team this year, except for the schedule, which is fair. Right. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how this plays out, and uh, Devontae Adams being named number one. Fascinating, after Cooper Cup did what he did last year. Do you
0: think that Devontae Adams could have the Stephon Diggs um, effect on Derek Carr, like Stephon Diggs had on Josh Allen?
1: Yeah, but I don't think he even needs to.
0: I don't think so either. But, you know, when, when Stephon Joshua Diggs. Josh Allen was
1: trash without Stephon Diggs. Right.
0: Well, the, Stephon but Diggs he made the around. whole team better. Remember when Stephon Diggs went to Buffalo, he made the whole team better where yeah. he brought that little bit of swagger, professionalism, a little bit of something in his neck that that locker, locker room didn't have. I think that that can help and go a long way with the Raiders this year.
1: Yeah, I think it certainly can. And I, I think that he gets the respect. You just walk in knowing the respect. Again, look, this is, this is league personnel. This is executive scouts, mm-hmm. coaches, players that are voting, and they're saying, far and away he's the best wide receiver in the league. Right. I think that carries weight in the locker room if they they would agree with that and they'll see, you know, they'll they'll have that instant uh you know respect factor and and you know look up to him. But they've they've got a lot of good players Renfro Renfro's really good and yeah. and Darren Waller is obviously one of the top players at his his position as well. So a ton of great weapons there and obviously uh Devontae Adams rightfully at the top of that list. <sighs> Unfortunately Tiger Woods not at the top of the list. He just double bogeyed the one. This is sad. Doesn't, doesn't look like a great start at the British <laughs> Open. We'll follow his round. He just teed off uh, in the British Open. Uh, but we'll continue more NFL talk next.
0: Lamar is what the Ravens do. That's, that's right. why it's mind-boggling to me that he's not in the top ten. He's not a system quarterback because he is the system. I have a feeling that the Ravens feel like me searching for gas. And that's driving around. And I look and I'm like, oh, I got a half tank. I'm just going to wait a little bit. it'll be the same price and then they look and they go dang it i should have filled up yesterday and he's gonna get paid now and the price price. has gone up all of the sun none of the fun on the press box summer edition
1: oh boy is that lfo i'm excited i mean we can't compete with lfo we just gotta let them sing i think is how we roll here rolling along on this thursday morning on the press box adam hill Q Myers, the summer edition of the Press Box. I love it. Uh, and I love our next guest when she comes on. Always great insight into what is going on in the NFL. Uh, follow her up on Twitter, at NFL Treen Williams is with us. Oh, I should also point out, Texas Sports Hall of Fame media inductee. Congratulations. Oh. Look Woo. at that.
2: <laughs> Thank you, guys. Always good to be on with both of us.
1: So I want to start off with it. I don't want to start off with this. Yes, I do. I will. And I don't. I don't want to drag you. I don't want to drag you into the mud. But you did just retweet something about it. Like we're allowed to just have fun with the Zach Wilson story, right? We can just look at this as fun yeah. and make fun of it, and we don't have to be serious about it or think of any negative ramifications from this. Well, I think when
2: he talked about it, I think that kind of opened it up for everybody to joke about it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been interesting to follow his teammates and. <laughs> Some of the comments that have come about. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see since this is a New York market. I don't know that it would happen in any other market, but when he when he gets up on the podium for the first time at training camp, if anybody asks about it, and I'd be willing to bet the New York market, somebody's going to ask about it.
0: Right. Yep. No, no doubt about it. Well, sticking with the Jets, what did you think of just what they were able to do in the draft, the talent that they were able to bring in, and obviously Zach Wilson going into a new year?
2: Yeah, you know, a lot depends on the quarterback in that second year, and it's so important uh, in in a quarterback's development. And and teams look at that to see what the future is going to hold. Do they need to start looking at the quarterback position again? Is this guy going to take a step? And we're going to know that he's our franchise quarterback. So I think you look at all those guys drafted, including Trevor Lawrence, who, who did not have a good rookie season for multiple reasons, and I don't think they were all his fault. But you want to see those guys step up in that second year. So I think this is a really important year for him. They put more talent around them. It looks like you know a, a team that's building towards something pretty special. And I, I think they're on the cusp of uh, maybe not this year, but, but in the next couple of years of, of getting in the playoffs and perhaps contending with the Bills uh, for the AFC East title. Again, I don't think that's going to happen this year, but I do think they're getting closer to that.
1: Can the Dolphins or Patriots do that this year?
2: I really like the Dolphins. I like what they've done. But, you know, we still go back to the quarterback, and I just haven't seen enough out of Tua to know that he's the answer uh, to what they need. I think they have all the other parts, but is he going to be good enough? And I think that's the question. I don't even think they know the answer to that, to Get out there and he starts winning some games and, and doing some things that we haven't seen him do, you just don't know that he can do it. You think he can. You know he has potential. But until you see it on the field um, to come into practice, you just you don't know. So I think that's where they are. If, if, if Tua plays well, and I, he doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to make the pole ball. He just have to play. Good. I mean, Joe Burrow last year didn't make the pole ball. So it doesn't have to be great. You have to be good. And and if he can be good, yes, I, I think they're they could be a really good team. And they could. I, I still think the Bills are going to win the division. I think the Bills are the best team in football. But I think they could contend for it and take it down the last couple of weeks uh, and make it a, a chase rather than the Bills running away with the division title.
1: When we talk about the Dolphins, I am I am borderline obsessed with Mike McDaniel. I, I, I watch every yeah, interview he does. Yeah. I love everything about that guy. Does he remind you of anybody? I I can't think of like a comparison that we've seen in the NFL of people like him.
2: Yeah, I I don't think we've seen one either. He is intriguing. He's different. It, it's he's a guy that that we haven't seen before. I don't think and just gone in there and won over the players and you know they haven't had a loss they haven't you know none of those bad things that happen to football teams during the year have happened and we'll see how that carries out but uh so far so good for for mike mcdaniel the way he's gone in there and really just won over the players and i love what he's done and i'm with you i i like watching his press conferences and what he says and Uh, hearing about the Dolphins, to me, that makes them an intriguing team, along with all the talent they've added, starting with Tyree Kill, that that I want to watch them play, and I want to see how they do, and I want to see how he is as a head coach. And, you know, we're still getting the Sean Payton, maybe the head coach of the Dolphins Mm -hmm. next year. I think this guy could be a really good head coach, and I hope it's not one and done no matter how they do this season
0: talking with talking all things NFL right now with the Hall of Famer Shereen Williams here on ESPN Las Vegas on the press box and Shereen you mentioned Sean Payton and I saw the report that maybe he comes back in 2023 multiple teams that he could be out there uh kind of eyeing right now what are your thoughts on Sean Payton do you think he returns to the sideline next season
2: I do think he comes back next year now it's a little complicated because you have to work out a trade with the Saints and they're going to want some Nice compensation for Sean Payton. I think you're probably going to have to give up a one or two, probably a one, to get him. So how bad do you want him? But when you think about it, I'm surprised we haven't had more coaches traded. Because when you think about how important a coach is, you know it's the quarterback and it's the coach. And if a coach is that important to winning games, why wouldn't you go get the best and give up what it takes? to get him money-wise and draft compensation-wise. But that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a trade, and it's going to take a big deal, a big, big deal, lots of money uh, for Sean Payton to come back. So he'll end up somewhere, I would think. Now, I'm going to be surprised if it's Dallas. And and I know that they had the deal with, you know, my boss, Mike Florio, has written in his book, Playmakers. They had the deal a few years ago. To make Sean Payton their next head coach, and then a couple things got in the way, and, and it ended up not happening. But I just I think that Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat. There's no question about that. I do think Mike McCarthy will be gone after this year if they don't get to the NFC Championship game. I, I do think that's going to happen. But I'm leaning more toward Dan Quinn being the head coach to Sean Payton because Dan Quinn does not cost you anything. You save a lot of money by getting Dan Quinn. You save a lot of draft compensation by getting Dan Quinn. Now, having said all that, I go back to the first point I made of coaches make a huge difference. Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl. Dan Quinn lost the Super Bowl and and (laughs) did lose the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not saying that the Patriots came back and won that. The Falcons lost that game. So how bad do you want to win? And I think that's what it comes down to. And I do think Sean Payton's a a better head coach than Dan Quinn, who's, who's an amazing defensive coordinator. But I do think the Cowboys next year will have Dan Quinn as their head coach and not Sean Payton, which then leads to the question of where does Sean Payton end up next season?
1: Well, let me just follow up on that. I mean, isn't Jerry Jones at a point where he would just pay whatever it takes?
2: You know, people think that, that Jerry spends a lot of money. There's certain things that he does spend a lot of money on, but Jerry's also very frugal. Uh, On a lot of things, and I just don't think he's going to be willing to pay a head coach ten to fifteen million dollars. I just don't. I I don't think that's. I don't think that's something that he wants to do. I think if he gets Dan Quinn, it's more in that five million dollar range, maybe seven, no more than that. I mean, what's he making now? Probably one or two. So, (laughs) you know, you're you're talking. He can save a ton of money with Dan Quinn, and I think if Jerry's fine. Jerry's mind, not not my mind, but <laughs> in Jerry's mind, I think Jerry believes, truly believes that Dan Quinn is as good a, a head coach, was as good a head coach as Sean Payton was. Because I've I just heard him say too many times, uh, particularly this off season, about what a what a great head coach Dan Quinn was. He would love to have him as his head coach. He would have no reservations for him as his head coach, blah, blah, blah. And you can just read between the lines that I just really think that he loves Dane Quinn. He thinks he's really good and and I know in the back of his I know him well. I and I just know in the back of his mind he's thinking, look, don't have to give up any draft compensation and, and that's how they've built their team. Since they signed Brandon Carr to that fifty million dollar deal a few, many years ago now, they changed their M.O. It didn't work out for them. Okay, we're not going to go pay the big money on the first day of free agency. When we sign free agents, we're going to get in that second and third wave. We're going to get the James Washingtons and the Dante Fowlers, the guys we don't have to pay a lot of money because we can draft really well and we can build our team around – players that we drafted, and we will re-sign them. And for the most part, they've done that. I think Randy Gregory is probably the first player that they wanted to re-sign that they didn't keep. And, and the rest of them, you know, they, they've been able to keep. They've signed them to long-term deals, and that's where they spent their money. They haven't gone out to get those free agents. So they've been very frugal in that respect. So I don't think he's going to want to give up the draft compensation and, and risk not getting a C.D. Lamb or a Micah Parsons or somebody in the first round Zach Martin, that that you can get, who can be on your team and you can build your team around for the next X number of years. So that's what I think Jerry, and I do know Jerry well. So in my mind, that's that's what I believe Jerry is thinking right now.
0: Talking to the Hall of Famer, Shereen Williams here on ESPN Las Vegas on the Press Box. He's Adam Hill. I'm Q Myers. How about Baker Mayfield and Matt Rule teaming up there in Carolina? How do you think that that's going to shake out?
2: I really like it. And I think he has a chance to be successful. I just wish for the Panthers and for Baker Mayfield's sake that the that the trade had happened in the offseason when he would have gotten a chance to learn the playbook, when he would have gotten a chance to practice with the team, when he would have gotten a chance to... Throw to his receivers and and all those things that are so important. I don't know that you can just throw him in in training camp and go. Here you're going to start week one. Let's go. Right. I just don't know that that's going to happen. I think he's the better quarterback there, but I think it's going to take some time for. I mean, just think the first day he walks in on training at training camp, he's going to be trying to meet his teammates. He's not <laughs> going to know very many of them, right. and and so. There's going to be an acclimation period for him, and there's just not enough time, I don't think, at training camp for him to get all that down. I do think he ends up starting for the Panthers. I think it's very intriguing. I think he could be their long-term answer at quarterback, but I just don't know that it's going to happen in time for week one, which is unfortunate for both sides. Yeah. Cause they play the, the Browns yeah. in, in week one.
1: well, that, That's what I was getting. Do you think they, they knew they were trading there for a long time, and they said, we're not going to give you time to prepare for week one well, if we're playing you?
2: And you know what? that There's no question that could have played a part in that. I think it was more about the money, but I'm sure in the back of their minds, the Browns were thinking about that. Hey, if we don't get him there until training camp, maybe he doesn't start against us in week one, and that's a good thing.
0: Wow. I did I didn't, I Honestly, I hadn't even thought about it uh, like that. Shereen, I wanted to ask you, as we're here in Las Vegas, obviously we cover the Raiders like a glove. Cliff Branch is finally getting in, inducted into the Pro Football Hall yeah. of Fame that you are a part of. You're a voter. You know you know the process very well. What does it mean to have Cliff Branch going into the Hall?
2: Yeah, I think it's overdue. I think a lot of those receivers from the 1970s, we've finally been able to honor them. The Harold Carmichael, Drew Pearson, the Cliff Branch's, and I think they all deserve it. You know, I, another Raider I'd like to see go in, and, and uh, I'm partial to him because he's a naggy, but I think <laughs> Lester Hayes was one of the best players in the NFL when he played, and I still think he needs to be honored. And there will be people who say, hey, for the number of Super Bowls they won, the Raiders have too many Hall of Famers. Maybe that's true, but you also look at the team they had to beat to get there, and that was the Steelers, probably the the greatest dynasty Pre-free agency dynasty, probably that the NFL seen. Um, maybe you go to the 49ers. I don't know. I mean, we we could argue that all day. But I do think those Steelers teams before free agency were were just so good, and you know that that's some of the reason that that the Raiders didn't win more Super Bowls. But they, you look at all the players they had on those teams. There's a lot of Hall of Famers on those Raiders team. And I think I just think Lester Hayes now has been one who's been overlooked now that. Cliff Branch is, is getting to go in, and, and well-deserved, and I'm glad it's his time to go in.
1: Well, Treen Williams, always always a pleasure to get your thoughts on what's going on in the NFL. Follower at NFL Treen, and what do you got coming up that people should check out?
2: Well, it's a little slow right now, <laughs> but uh, we'll start cranking up with some training camps starting up next week, so that's going to be fun. Let's go.
1: Let's go. It's time. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. We'll talk, Thanks, to, you. Thank you, talk to you soon. Uh, I want Sean Payton to continue in his coaching career only so we can have a sequel to that Kevin James movie? Oh, no. And get Kevin James to to play Sean Payton again? Oh, no. You would go there. You would go there, Adam. (laughs) It's so good. Um, So many more good stories. Next. It's an extremely unfortunate situation. Um, I'm a healthy 31-year-old
0: professional athlete um, that I just didn't feel the need to get it. Um, I've had COVID a couple times and super mild symptoms uh, back when it first came out. And when it came time to decide whether – um, I knew the vaccine or not, uh, talked with a couple of doctors that I knew and told them my story and just really decided I didn't think I needed it. And I, I wasn't going to take it just because I was told to, basically. So what's money when I'm not going to let Canada tell me what I do and don't put in my body for a little bit of money. It's just, just not worth it. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition.
1: Oh, wonderful. We're still, doing, <laughs> we're still doing this. We
0: still got that conversation going, huh?
1: Literally, it's not about you. Right. <laughs> it's literally not about you. At all. So, I'm healthy. Okay, well.
2: <laughs> Some people aren't.
1: <laughs> so good. Oh, boy. Uh, not J- JT Ramudo speaks about it. The Royals. Good Lord. <laughs> what kind of conspiracy movies are they watching in their clubhouse? Ten players not going on the trip. That's right. nuts absolutely nuts uh what's going on with kansas city there but man this has been an issue for like two years so
0: but it felt like it went uh, i mean it pretty much started to fade away until it didn't right i mean yeah. it felt like it faded away and then all of a sudden there's going to be a case pop up and it's like oh yeah hey by the way that's still a thing and just similar to what we're talking about right now uh with the royals and 10 players not being able to go to canada now it pops up remember it, it popped up during the nba playoffs as well yeah for
1: sure uh and you know uh, people then start blaming Canada. Well, Canada can make their own decisions. They're right. fine. Uh, you know, Dana White has spoken a lot about this subject. And <laughs> I also say he's spoken very differently privately than he has publicly. I can say that. Uh, which is very interesting. Boom. Uh, and we had a big uh, a big to-do that you can probably look up and see, see what went on between us uh, with this topic at some point. Uh, the death threats were fun. Yes. Yeah, that's the 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 basis of that soundbite right there. Uh, not happy with the newspaper, mostly me at that time. <laughs> uh, Dana White though did create some controversy where there might not be actual controversy. I listen. I think our our one of our jobs really is to have opinions on things. Sometimes you do see both sides, and I think that's fair. Dana White gave a birthday present to, I'm just going to say, a douchey YouTuber. Fair. That he has kind of you know, formed a friendship with uh, that group of, of, of guys. And it was online. It was posted, the video of it, of Data White handing him $250,000 for his birthday, which is cool. Like Really? When you have, That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But when you have a lot of money and you can, Data White, I will say this right now, unbelievably generous dude unbelievably generous in many ways but when there's fighters that are struggling to buy insurance that are hurt and can't That's pay true. for medical bills and all this other stuff i get how there's a lot of people that say wait a minute man you have that money to just be throwing thrown birthday gifts around to people that already have money
0: right 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 And well, the look guys i'm are broke throw it around
1: to me i'm broke i'll take it i gotta
0: do 18 jobs a day just to try to make it <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go 87 cents in my bank account Listen, if we get a $250,000 gift from Dana White, we won't be back in a couple minutes. Right. Uh, I'm taking the rest of the day off, but I don't think it's going to happen, so we're going to continue the show next two hours of The Press Box. Adam Hill, Q Myers, and Jared rolling around.